Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast with your host, Heather Danielle, Psychic Medium. Tune in to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world. All to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around so you can start living a spiritual AF life. The conversation is starting now. You are going to be so happy that you are joining me for today's episode because we have a special guest, Marty Rawson, and we're going to be in a conversation that is so fascinating, and it really takes us on a wild, wild ride. So before we get to what we talked about, I just want you to get to know him just a little bit. He is an author, an energy worker, a healer. He's also a person who has had experience with the spiritual and metaphysical realms his entire life. So he's completely opposite of me. It's really, really amazing some of the things that has happened to him in his life, and he does go into some of those stories, and I just think it's so beautiful. And honestly, really, really crazy. And I don't even know. I hope that you love it just as much as I do. He is also the founder of Spiritual Alliance, an organization dedicated to teaching and assisting people to stand in their own light and empower themselves. Wow. And he does talk about his book too, which is amazing. It doesn't have to be this way, a spirit alliance. And I will be putting um, the information on how to get in touch with him and also about his book in the show notes. So you don't really have to worry that much. And now, before we get into the conversation, I just want you to keep an open mind. It is going to be so much fun. And Marty is available for your questions um, that you might have because we start talking about the angelic and spiritual realm. And then it just goes on into this crazy conversation where we start talking about the star nations and how they interact with us and also gives us some tips on how to interact with them. So I hope you will love this conversation as much as I loved being a part of it. Thank you so much, Marty, for joining me. I cannot wait to dive into this conversation with you. Well, thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here. Oh my gosh. And I have to tell you that you are probably one of the most fascinating and interesting people that I've ever, you know, heard on podcasts and things like that. So I can't wait for everybody else to get to know you. So let's start there. So tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you got started on your spiritual journey. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for those kind of comments. Okay. Um, that means a lot to me. Um, I have been experiencing uh, the spiritual, paranormal, metaphysical aspects of life since I was a child. And I didn't really know for some time that everybody didn't experience that. And so I found out once I started going to school and that, that you don't talk about this stuff to people. Because <laughs> back then, this was not something that people talked about at all and so the I don't know what that's like because I never knew any of this existed so this was back in a time where like would they make fun of you no one believed you those kinds of things? oh both yeah yeah it was you just did not talk about it uh, even with my family you did not discuss it even though uh, many of them experienced a lot of things as well but I found out in later in life that all of us experienced a lot of stuff, 
but everybody kept it to themselves because of the way society was at the time. So oh it's really unfortunate, but at the same time, you know, we, we were just dealing with the way things were. So oh the, the very first major instance that I had was uh, I, I was spending my days in a church that was uh, giving summer church classes. Mm -hmm. And um, they took us down to a park for a little bit of recreation one day. And as we entered the park, uh, the park was surrounded by huge trees and shafts of light would break through the trees on the side. And as we entered the park, all I could see was this green grass, all of these green trees and these beautiful shafts of light coming through. And it was just mesmerizing. And apparently I was the only kid that noticed them and noticed the view. And I stood back and was just looking at everything at how beautiful it was. And so everybody else ran up and got on all of the swings and teeter-totters and everything else. And... I went up and ended up just standing by a tree. And I remember looking down at my feet. And then the very next thing that I remember, I was at the other end of the park and I was walking back towards where I had been standing and everybody was gone. All of the other kids, the nuns everybody was gone and i didn't about the time i started to freak out i didn't know what to think <laughs> and oh it's like oh yeah because i'm in the middle of a huge city in this park all by myself we don't know what happened and how everything. old are you at this time um i was about seven. Oh my gosh yeah. so you just remember looking up seeing a beautiful light and the next thing you know you just find yourself walking back to where you were yeah yeah, that's basically it. Um, and about the time, well, about the time I started going, what happened? Um, I knew, and I, I don't know how to describe this in any way other than this way. And that is that I knew I had been taken. Oh. But I knew that I loved the ones who took me and I really wanted to be with them. I loved them. They were like who I really felt close to. And I didn't want to be here. I wanted to be with them, oh <laughs> but I also, I also knew and I got very clearly that they had done something good for me that I needed. And I don't know if it was something medical or what. I have no idea to this day what it was. I just know that they did something to help me. And so I was kind of, you know, I was only like seven years old. And I'm just kind of going, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> you know. Oh my <laughs> and and I, I start walking through the park because I didn't know where anybody went. And about that time, I heard a lady screaming my name, and she was not happy. <laughs> and 
about that time, this nun entered the where we had entered the park and was screaming my name. And she basically just wanted was yelling at me for running off. She thought that I ran off and asked me where I went and all of this stuff. And I told her, I don't know. And she just didn't want to hear anything I had to say. So I, I didn't say anything. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I finally just quit talking. And so that was, that was one of the first instances where I learned not to tell other people about what happens to me in my life, because it didn't fit with their description of the world. And it was like three years later, um, I was walking through a parking lot on a beautiful summer day again. And I, I can still remember the clouds up in the sky and exactly how everything looked. And all of a sudden, my vision went almost like a fisheye lens mm -hmm. effect. And the colors got really bright and vivid. Just the, it's like the colors of everything just came to life. And it was just beautiful. I'm just mesmerized. I'm just looking up going, wow, this is cool, you know? And this audible voice, in, I mean, as if you're talking to me, as, you know, like we are right now, this voice said to me, it's not supposed to be like this and it doesn't have to be this way. Wow. And as soon as that they finished saying that, I got this download that just shook me. I mean, it, I was just, I just stood there and absorbed because I saw when, when they first said that, I thought they were talking about my family, <laughs> you know, oh, and, and you. you know, cause we all think we're, you know, really picked on and everything. Um, but, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, cause I was still a little kid and I thought that's what it was. And instantly I started getting visions of our society all over the planet of how our society was and everything else. And that our, our political system, everything, every system that we have is not the way it's supposed to be. Oh, and it so you, doesn't have to be this way. So you were like seeing like visions of maybe like corruption or violence and then and, just like um, like us basically not getting along like that's yeah. what they were showing you. Yeah. And and there was so much information. It was like there were snapshots in my mind's eye of all of these different things, but like a download of encyclopedias that of information that I got. And so um, I, I didn't know what to do with that. So I basically just sat on it. And I noticed that over time, I started to remember things. Um, and, and I don't know if I remembered before this or after this, but it was right around this time that I started having memories of before I came into this life. Oh my gosh. Okay. You have got to share some of those with us. Yeah. And it was really amazing because, um, if you'd like to go into that, we can, I mean, it's because 
the very first thing that I remember was I was pacing in a room because I was disappointed with the previous life that I had. And I was kind of not real happy about the way I was in that lifetime. And somebody came to get me and said that I, I needed to go somewhere. Needed to, they needed me. Okay, I was being summoned. I don't know how to put it. Um, it's not like being summoned. That sounds so wrong. But um, nevertheless, they they called me and I went. And that's when they said, hey, we want you to uh, incarnate again. And we want you to go to Earth. This is where you're going to go. And <laughs> it was, it's almost like you're being uh, stationed there, you know? Yeah. And, like this army. and I told them, I said, I'm not ready. I, I don't want to do it. Um, I'm not ready yet. I haven't healed properly from the last life. It's it's too soon. And they said, well, others others think that you are ready. <laughs> and You're voluntold. Basically, basically, yeah, voluntold. Yeah. And so um, there are some beings in this universe you can't really win an argument with you know? yes <laughs> so <laughs> i've learned that with, with spirit even even here it's like there's no sense in arguing you know they're right and so yeah yeah now who do you think um not, number one like i guess i guess two questions if you know who you were communicating with either during those experiences that you had here or those people on the other side that were bringing you to earth do you know who that was that you were communicating with um, or do you think you are? Or? Okay. Uh, yeah. There are, what I have learned, what they have shown me is a phenomenal understanding of the multidimensional reality that is this multiverse. Okay. And the way that everything is energy and how that works and the whole nine yards. So, on Earth here, we call almost everything that's not a human, that's etheric. Um, we either try to call it a demon or a ghost or an angel. And there's actually quite a few more categories than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we just have lumped everything that's in the light as an angel almost and, and that. Well, there are great, great beings of light that were created perfect and eternal that you might not call an angel okay because there are many forms of angels and each one is specifically designed for their perfect role in, yeah. in the hierarchy of the multiverse and so these were great great beings of light that have the wisdom uh, and the such a high overview uh, that they can literally help any soul. They can look at where you're at exactly and say, okay, for the highest good of your soul, where you're at, these are the life lessons that will do you the best for the most amount of growth. Okay, because it's all about love and growing and learning and so um i'd like to add in one little side note here you have to remind me where i am but um when the creator created all of the beings in the universe and this is the the myth that i love 
Okay, so I'm going to phrase it that way. I believe the creator said, go play. Go enjoy yourselves and play. Go create with me. Yes. But you must remember, create with love. For you must experience what you create. Oh, my gosh. Most people on this planet have forgotten that, especially when you come in with amnesia. Oh, yes. And so. um, Yeah. And, you know, that's how I, yeah, go ahead. That's how I tell people. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you were, you were, you came here to forget. It's like almost going to like, you know, summer camp. Don't worry about being what's going on back home. You know what I mean? You just have fun here in the now. Didn't mean to interrupt you. And, and the only way that you can truly learn something is to come in with amnesia. It is to not understand who the great magnificent being of light that you really are. Because if you knew all of that, you wouldn't learn. You would just have all of that knowledge and wisdom and everything else. But you come into one of these lives for even 70 years. And this is the emotional university of the universe take a look around you <laughs> i mean it really yes. is oh my god and and the growth for your soul that you can get in one lifetime on this planet is like a million years or more in the higher dimensions where it's almost perfection yes. okay so there's great reasons why we do this and why we come in and it's it's just phenomenal, okay? So they were helping me, these beings of light were assisting me in exactly what I needed for this lifetime. Plus they wanted me to uh, help, okay? And I'm not the only one that was brought in to help. And what what I mean by help is you're a light worker. Okay, there are millions and millions of light workers on this planet right now, and that is not a coincidence. There's a reason for that, and it's because we all went through this same thing. And they said, Look, this planet needs help now. This we need as many beings that can work with the light to go in, incarnate generation after generation, okay, so that we can actually help in the most amazing experiment that's ever been carried out and so it's you have noticed that it's like insane like you really do feel like you need to share your story and you really need to share the truth and like almost like awaken more people do you still feel that feeling Yes. Like, me too. And it gets stronger, like almost like every day, it seems it's like we have got to get more people like into the love, into the light, into the truth within themselves and those kinds of things. And it seems like it's getting greater and greater. Now, do you have any theories or reasons why that is happening? Like, is it just because we're t- going towards like self-destruction or why are we all waking up and feeling called to like wake up more people? Okay, that's... I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. But <laughs> oh, no, okay. man. I I, I'm not sure. Okay. There's, there's first off, there's a, a great deal of galactic history that most people aren't aware of that has happened in the last billions of years before now. Okay. okay. 
And there are great, great star nations that have developed and ascended into the light that are here to help us just like the angelic realm and the other beings of light are. Okay. Now, many of these star nations that um, are around us are actually our progenitors. And we literally have DNA from approximately 23 different star nations um, that make up the different races of humans. Okay. Oh my gosh. So back up really quick because I learned about star nations through you. But for anyone who doesn't understand that term, can you give us a little bit of a definition of what that is? Okay. And and I don't have, I'm not offended by the word aliens. Okay. But to me, it just at this point seems slightly disrespectful <laughs> because oh, I've these, heard that before. I heard they don't like that term. And I also feel like there's a stigma attached to it. Yeah. As well. And uh, look at all the Hollywood movies. They try to make everybody afraid of them. Oh, well, most. Yes. Yeah. That's all like, I'm watching these horror films and stuff like that. You guys, that's, that's portraying yeah. it all wrong. It drives me insane. So I can see how they feel the same way. Probably 99% of the star nations that visit here have already learned that when you go to the dark side, that is painful. And humans are the ones that still have to hit their thumb with a hammer and keep on hitting it and can't figure out why it hurts. Okay, well, it's because you're creating out of hatred and out of all of these other lesser experiences. Yes. And so they have understood this. The other races grew up, you know, and they had a lot of time to do that. But they have grown up. And as things took place on this planet, the original divine plan for this planet was interrupted. Because originally, this was going to be a living library of life forms from all over the universe. And the original bipedal hominid that was meant to succeed all the others was meant to be the living librarian for this library of life, where everybody in the universe could come to celebrate. And look how beautiful this planet is. I mean, this is, we are on paradise. It, it is. Seriously. It, it really is. And it's like amazing. It's like we have the desert, we have the ocean and the water. It's just like, there's so much. When you look at it from, what would you rather yeah. be? You've seen pictures of Mars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where would you rather be? We have to like, that is a reason why like, you are so connected to like the lights that you've seen. You know, you were always drawn to that. Because I've always tell people, I'm like, if you are into astrology, the moon, um, the sky, the clouds and things like that, it's because you are from that part you know what I mean you yeah. are recognizing you know like above you that's like home if you will right so right. but yeah sorry I'm going a little bit all over the place because I just find it so fascinating because yes it's like so many times it's like you have this beautiful planet every time when I left to go to work before the pandemic I'd always stop and just appreciate the moon you know because it was still dark uh -huh. it's like thank you thank you for this beauty we take it so for granted and it's like where else would you would you want to reincarnate on you know jupiter yeah. like 
Like I, well, I feel like too, there might be different dimensions that we can't see, but for the most part, this is gorgeous. Yeah. And um, I was actually shown what home looked like from earth before I came in. Oh. And so that I would be able to look in, in the night sky and see where home was. And I, I remember that very vividly. And so I, I know where I'm from. I've actually gotten my higher self's name. Oh my gosh. And all of that. And it's 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 I've been on a wild ride that's just been phenomenal, but it wasn't always easy. <laughs> but, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. And anyway, back it's, to it's the, getting easier, I think, for us to be more open. Yeah, um, yeah I forgot um, even where we were. What were you going to say? <laughs> well, uh, what I was trying to make sure people understand is that um the races on earth actually come from the dna from like 23 different star nations and i'm 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 taking 23 as what that's what i got from spirit okay um so it might be 24 i don't really know but you know it's it's around that number and if you look at it there are certain peoples that don't get along and nobody even knows why they can't even figure out why they don't like each other. There's just, it, it's in their DNA. Like I okay. don't like Ohio. I'm from Michigan. It's just a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe I'm a Palladian up in here. And then whoever yeah. doesn't like the Palladians is in Ohio. You know. <laughs> and see, the Pleiadians are our closest um, progenitors. Okay. The Pleiadians and the humanoid Syrians were the two main contributors that started um this race okay oh and that makes sense i never knew that no no well okay let me backtrack a little bit on that too because um you've heard of the anunnaki and all of that no not the anunnaki okay the um there's i can't remember the guy's name right now but um anyway the Anunnaki, if you look them up, were the first ones that came to Earth and uh, did genetic modifications on the existing bipedal hominids and created a species of, that was basically meant to be a slave because oh. they had started mining gold in South Africa. And the gold mines are still there in South Africa to this day that they can date to over 200,000 years old. And <laughs> humans didn't exist to, I mean, smart enough to mine gold, okay? Um, and so anyway, they- Oh, you're bringing up some, all our wheels are turning right now yeah. and stuff is starting to click. Okay, so they created this race and the first attempt uh, was not able to uh, breed and was also not able to uh, grow spiritually. Okay. Because mm -hmm. really all they wanted was an, a, a semi-intelligent labor force that could be told what to do and would mind. Okay. Wow. Yeah. They, these, these were ones that were not really enlightened beings. Okay. But based on what they had come through, they were doing what they could with what they had, <laughs> okay? Well, the Syrians, we are in the Syrian sector of this galaxy, and the Syrians are incredible beings of light, 
And the Pleiadians had already come here before that. And so the Syrians and the Pleiadians got together and went to the spiritual hierarchy and said, look, we've had interference on Earth. This is wrong. They have uh, done genetic modifications and the beings they've created suffer these inequities. And this is horribly wrong. And we can't abide by this. We want your permission to go in and fix this and do the best we can. And so that's what they did. They got permission. And the Pleiadians were the main contributors to the original source of DNA that corrected the, the problems. And the Syrians were genetic masters, and they also contributed some of theirs. And so... That's why there's uh, no missing link is because there was not a uh, life form that was in between. All of a sudden, Homo sapiens appeared like in literally a blink of an eye. And we were smarter, faster, uh, more intelligent than all of the others. And when Homo sapiens came online, there were like 17 or 18 other bipedal hominids that were indigenous to this planet. And within a very short time, all but Neanderthal faded away. And Neanderthal coexisted with us up until about 30,000 years ago. Wow. Okay. So um, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So when we jump forward and we look at the fact that I'm going to say that I don't like calling it the dark side that has been in control of this planet, but let's just say that there are a group of beings that have had dominance over this planet for about the last 13,000 years that do not have our highest good in mind. And they have created a civilization that is leaning, that is totally been biased towards control of power and domination and that's what they work on is fear control and domination and one thing i want to say to people listening is i don't want them to be any fearful of any you know the star nations being fearful of that because the way that i put it it's just like human beings like regular people too you're right. going to have those bad seeds you're going to have those people who are out to lie and cheat and steal and all those things and it's so funny because I'm not really into this world, but of course I have like a knowledge, you know, those kinds of things. And it was the craziest experience in my life. I traveled and I'm not sure if you know who John Holland is. He's a psychic medium. Uh -huh. I was training underneath him. Yeah. He's like, um, he works with Hay House and things like that. So I flew to Florida to be training with him. And there was this girl and she had a very weird energy. Like there was something about her. I did not like her. And I remember I was sitting on a couch and it was like after training and she was sitting in this other couch kind of like next to me. And all of a sudden in my mind, like I know exactly where she was from in the star nation. So like, I'm pretty sure. Right. And I yeah. said in my mind, in my mind, I said, I was like, I know who you are. I know what you are. I was like, and I'm not scared of you. And I said it like that in my mind, I'm not loud. I swear <laughs> to God, this was like out of a movie. She was like talking to someone. She stops and she just turns her head so slow and she just looks at me and I don't even remember if she said anything because at the time <laughs> now like 
like in a way I'm like scared out of my freaking mind, but I'm not going to show her that. So in a way in my mind, I'm trying to be like, take that. Like, even though I'm like, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, can you please stop looking at me? Because I was like, Oh my God. Like, it's almost like that men in black in a way. I don't know how that's right. Because I am like, dude, you are something else. You are some here. You are a bad seed here. And I could tell it. And then when I called it out telepathically, yeah, freaking communicated with me. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's, I think, yeah. Oh. there's a lot of amazing experiences taking place right now. Now, what I wanted to make sure that I hit on, there's a few things that I wanted to, to make sure that we, we hit on. One, one of the parts of control of this is that the powers that be, if you notice, there has always been a huge thing all over this planet that they call racial purity okay and this is where you're racist no matter which race you are you think you're superior to all the others okay it's it just seems to be that way and it's well, like, like i'm a libra uh, and there is no other astrological sign that's better than libra so i totally get it in, in the terms of race yeah <laughs> you, you can relate okay so the the thing is is that as we are ascending in vibrational frequency, our DNA is becoming activated. And what that means is that the higher strands of DNA that are basically etheric in the third dimension are starting to come online. And this gives people some of the gifts that those star nations had and possessed because they were way more advanced than us but you have to reach a point in frequency in order for these gifts to be uh, manifest, okay? Mm. So if you've got a planet with 23 different star nations and you don't want them to interbreed, You don't want that because they are going to become so much more powerful than you. There will be no comparison. We are on the verge. This And this is what gets me is that humanity on earth is literally setting the stage. And I don't mean this to give anybody a big head, but we have the opportunity to become galactic royalty. Because... We have the DNA. If we ever get to the point where we do crossbreed and everybody on this planet has the DNA from all 23 star nations, okay, the spiritual gifts that we will possess when we step into the light will be beyond anything anybody's ever done. Okay. Oh, I like that. So this is a beautiful, magnificent opportunity for, for our entire species to step into the light. And not only will we heal all of the conflicts that have gone on for the billions of years before us, of our ancestors from all of us, okay, but we will heal our own lives and our own souls because we have all been playing out this drama for forever. Oh my God. Okay. And Earth is the last place. And we are basically like a weight holding the entire universe down. Everything else is has is rising in vibrational frequency. Even the dark side is 
rising in frequency and coming back into the light. Oh this, this, this is in my book, okay, that I talk about all of this. And so we have the opportunity to do something that has never been done in this universe that is more beautiful than people can ever possibly imagine. And this is the message that they don't want to get out. Because Ooh, we, hear the we just need to love one another, to honor one another, to uh, create an, a world. Can you imagine if we changed? And, and we have to do this from within. Okay. But we need to change all of the uh, organizations, governments, departments, uh, whatever you want to call them all of the systems of humanity, can you imagine how well this would work if we just simply concentrated on making them work for the highest good of all concern? Okay? If we had a money system that actually worked for everybody, okay? Or, or even did away with a money system, but come up with an economic system that worked for everybody. If we had an education system, a health system, I don't care what it is, a judicial system that actually worked, not against people, but worked for the highest good of all concerned. We could create a, such a beautiful place. And then our society might start reflecting the beauty of the planet that we live on. And that would be pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, because I remember like you saying that like your biggest message too is like be love, you know, show love, like make choices, you know what I mean, from love, you know, for the highest yeah. good of all. Yeah. I love and, that. Well, that's what spirit taught me right off the bat is that if you want spirit's help, you need to work for the highest good of all concerned because they will never assist one person to take advantage over somebody else or anything like that. They always work for the highest good of all concerned because that's the only way love can work. <laughs> and, yes. so, and, and I feel too, like some of the things that you said about like, if this could work for a highest good of all, and if this could, if we could do this and do this, I feel like that seems so big to us. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I could never, you know, like develop a new world currency and those kinds of things. So what would you suggest that people could do, you know, to be able to try and like either be love or to try and help? Because a lot of us, you sold us on becoming royalty of the galaxy. Like we wanted to know <laughs> that. So it's like, okay, give us some homework. What what, what do we need to do? Well, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I'm going to bow to you on this because your episode that you just did on the six things to uh to work on okay yeah, i don't remember life. exactly how you phrased it yeah loved that episode okay i was if i would have had pom-poms i'd have been cheering for you. <laughs> it was it was amazing okay and i wish people would listen to that and take it to heart first off you have to heal your own life okay that's that's your first responsibility is to heal your own life and then you look around you and you go, okay, who are, you know, as you heal your own life and create more light within yourself, people will naturally be pulled towards you. Okay. Oh, the people yes. that, okay. And you've experienced that and it will just unfold and whatever your interests are, whatever your talents are, they will unfold for you and you will find doors opening for you. 
in the things that you love to do, that you're meant to do, and and all of this. And it'll be different for everybody, which is it's supposed to be. It's so funny because like look at you and me. I feel like we almost we have like the same message, but it's like we're drawn yeah. about it in different ways. You know, like like I am obsessed with like past loved ones and like mediumship and like opening up people to their own gifts. Whereas, you know, what I mean, you deal more a lot with the stars, you know, what I mean, a lot of connection with angels and like a lot of the higher dimensional yeah. beings. And then you've had experiences that really back that up. So it's like, you know, to anyone who's listening and is wondering about that, it's like, yeah, see what kind of experiences have you had? What have you been drawn to? And you're drawn to it for a reason. Not everybody has the skills or is drawn to the things you are. It is because it's specific to you, right. you know, like the environment and animals, like, like yes. people think like, oh, everybody's an animal person. It's like, no, not everybody is, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's some people that are like, no, um, and I don't know if you know this or not, because um, I don't think that I told you, but I did ask um, a couple of people like, if they had any kind of like questions and things like that um, okay. about like those star nations and those kinds of things. And one of the things that keeps on coming up is people are scared. They're scared of it. Like they're scared of like even thinking about, quote, aliens and things like that. Yeah. Is there like anything that you, any kind of advice you could give? People are asking if there's meditations that you would recommend. Obviously, we'll talk about your book here in a minute, but is there anything that you would think? Well, yes. I want, first off, to, I want people to think about it logically. Okay. And that's part of what I touched on a little while ago. These races, okay, obviously the entire multiverse is biased towards love and light, or the darkness would have won a long time ago. Because they they they're fanatical. <laughs> okay. Oh. So <laughs> all yeah. right. So the, the there must be a bias towards the light. The beings that are more mature than us, that have evolved way beyond us, there's only one direction that you can really go if you're talking about evolution, and that is higher and higher frequency into the love and light. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So 99% of the star nations that are out there are actually working in the love and light. They are all at their own, their own unique civilization, their own unique little point of view about it, but they're all working in the love and light, okay? There are one or two, and these are the ones that are usually working with the military and stuff because the rest of them won't work with the military. They're oh, that makes sense. That. Okay. <laughs> so understand first off that just logically they have the, they must be working in the light uh, in order to be as advanced as they are. Okay. Great point. So, yep. so you really don't need to worry about that. We try to paint, okay, how many times have you seen people try to make God like a bigger human? Oh, yeah. Or they've tried to make the devil like a bigger, badder human. Yep. And now we're trying to make the star nations into humans. Well, the reason that we're afraid of them is because we know all of the horrible, rotten, dirty, nasty things things that humans have done to one another over the last 13,000 years. And so we naturally are paranoid. And what we're paranoid of is ourselves, because Ooh. I fear humans 
way more than I do any of the star nations. They would never even think of doing the things that humans would do to us. Okay. So just from a logical standpoint, it makes no sense that there's all of these bad guys running around. If there were bad guys running around in this, okay, in this neighborhood, they would have taken us over a long time ago when we were at the horse and buggy stage. I mean, from a logical standpoint, from, from a tactical standpoint, yeah. from their point of view, yeah. why wouldn't you take them over when they're riding horses and drawing buggies and oh. instead of waiting Dude. until they have nuclear arms and jet fighters and, and missiles? Oh, my God. You make up such a great point. Like, just literally kill your fear with logic. Because, yeah. like, we've seen those alien videos that they're now releasing. Sorry, but the spaceships and things yeah. like that. That could just blow our fighter jets out of the uh, out of the water, yeah. right? They are crazy with how they move. You know there's something weird here. If they yeah. wanted to hurt us, guess what? They would. <laughs> you yeah. know? It would already be done. Like a Kuna Matata. And another thing, too, is just, like, with me, with, you know, past loved ones and demons, and it's bad, and it's devil's work and all that stuff. Another thing, too, it's, like, you are conditioned through probably some movies that you watch, some uh -huh. it's like you know come back down to earth you know what i mean like it's going to be okay right like yeah try it out um no yeah go ahead I, I was just gonna say there are certain species that i know for a fact are more than willing but just wanting to work with earth humans that are uh wanting to work in the light and wanting to heal their life and wanting to help the earth and humanity and, and wanting to do good in this world. Okay. The, the top ones on the list are the Arcturians. Okay. Their civilization never came down into the physical. They have been the shepherds. They have been the watchers. They have been the ones who have been guarding over this planet for about 10 million years. And <laughs> Uh, okay. One question was was how old are aliens? So they go back to at least ten million years. Well, there's one uh, elder of the Arcturian civilization that is ten million years old himself, because they are beings of light that exist in the same realm as the angelic realm, and they don't necessarily they don't die like we do. Okay, right. okay. they're beings of light. Okay, now the the other ones, because they have a vested interest in us, is both the Pleiadians and the Syrians. Uh, we literally owe our existence to the Syrians and the Pleiadians. Because of their intervention, we exist, and they've protected us on many, on many occasions. And so um, the Pleiadians look like really handsome and beautiful humans. Okay, they're they look just like us, but they are uh, well, at least in my case, much better looking. <laughs> you know, they're they're uh, that's why we look the way we do is because of the Pleiadian DNA. And it makes and sense then, the reason why that we kind of look like some aliens in a way. It's like how yeah. how do they all have this? 
Um, can I share something with you? And I, I want to get your take on it. Of because I know that a lot yeah. of people have seen the same thing. Like, um, I have sleep paralysis, you know, so you're frozen, but you're awake. And I had just moved to this house, which is off of a small little lake. And I just put that together because I know that sometimes aliens are drawn to water, but I'm not sure if that's just a coincidence. But I was having sleep paralysis. And all of a sudden, um, in my room, it was dark. It looked like my room. All of a sudden, this golden light started just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And an alien came out, right? And I can show okay. you, I can tell you exactly what they look like and they pointed their finger at me and it went right to my heart and it kind of okay. I remember I felt like it hurt and I remember saying I was like I am more than my physical body right because and then all of a sudden the next thing I know it, I was gone like it was gone and I had you know was able to get out of my sleep paralysis and I still felt the stinging there but in a way though a part of me doesn't think they meant to do anything bad like I wonder if they were doing something good I don't know like they were like, I don't know, they were like five foot or whatever, maybe five foot four or something and okay. three limbs just like humans almost, but like okay. the head was shaped differently. Ah, okay. Um, a little bit. Yeah, there's, there are so many different ones um, that it's really, yeah, we, we don't have time to get into. Oh, got you. Okay. Um, another one I wanted to mention, though, is the Hathors. Okay, the Hathors uh, were invited into this universe by the Arcturians. And um, they, the Arcturians are usually stand around four feet tall. They're not very big, but they're just little balls of light. They, I mean, they're just beautiful. They're incredible. Um, but the Hathors stand 14 to 18 feet tall when they, wow. when they appear in this dimension or appear to us. And so that's re really this huge disparity in size, but they both have the same angelic en energy. And the Hathors are masters of sound. Okay. Oh. And the reason for that, and this is kind of a little something I wanted to touch on, is that um, everything is energy. And at the Planck scale of quantum physics, the Planck particles are, there's absolutely zero space between one to the, to the next. And there's literally um, like one with 37 zeros behind it, that many of them in a cubic, cubic centimeter is how small these particles are. Okay, wow. so, so literally we are in the center and the Planck scale is at one end and the universal scale is at the other. And the middle of that scale is the sweet spot where the physical dimensions exist. Okay. So when, when one of the universal laws states that everything vibrates, it literally means that because of these, at, at the very most basic quantum level of energy, those particles are vibrating against each other. Well, when they vibrate against each other, it is absolutely eighth grade physical science that that creates friction. And that friction creates two things, sound and light, because this is energy, okay? So as you continue to go up the scale, it doesn't change. The two, most basic fundamental characteristics of energy is light and sound. 
So if you want to affect energy, okay, then use light and sound. And more and more people are starting to discover the power of sound therapy and light therapy. And I mean, a perfect example of that is, have you ever noticed how music affects you differently? Yes. Different music can have drastic different effects on you mentally and emotionally and everything else. Okay. That's because sound is fundament fundamental to all that is. And you are a part of all that is. And therefore, it has no choice but to affect you. Okay. So, and the same thing with light. You know, you can, you can, you know that different colors affect people differently in all different ways. And whether that's the paint color in a room or the clothes you're wearing or the lights that are shining on you, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's all about vibrational frequency. And so uh, does oh, that make sense? Yes, <laughs> it, it, my gosh, 1000% that it makes sense. Now I'm really curious about your book. So what oh. is in your book? Do we get some more tips like this? Do we get more stories? Okay. Yes, okay. Um, I wanted to put in my book uh, enough personal information that people could get a little bit of a feeling for my life and what I've been through. I go through quite a few more experiences that I think people are really going to enjoy reading about. And also I have a lot of, a lot of different information in there from my experiences to uh, some suggestions for how we can change some of the systems in our world to try to go in a, in a better direction. I don't claim to have the answers, but I want to start the dialogue yeah. so that we can start having these conversations and maybe somebody out there has better ideas. I want to hear them. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Like a collaboration. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you some ideas, yeah. put your ideas together. Let's make this happen. Yeah. What is what is the yeah. name of your book? It, it It's literally called, it doesn't have to be this way, a oh. spirit alliance. Okay. That is amazing. And I, I want, it, it's available on Amazon uh, and on Kindle, but I wanted to uh, explain how it got, well, you know how it got the name from the story when I was a child, Yes. but the Spirit Alliance comes from a class I was teaching and I was trying to get across to the people in the classroom that spirit does not want us on our knees, okay? That doesn't do us any good. God doesn't want you on your knees either. Okay. They want us to stand up, to stand in our own love and our own light. And they want us to be the boots on the ground because they have an overview that is so much better than we could ever get on this planet that, that there's no comparison so they can see what's coming. They can help people meet and do all of this good stuff. But we are the boots on the ground that have to hammer the nails into the wood, that have to pick things up and carry them over here and do, do the physical work, okay? Without them, obviously, we aren't doing worth a darn. I think we can look around and go, this, this is failing horribly. We have to do something, okay? <laughs> And so we, we need to literally create 
an alliance with spirit. Okay. Oh, yes. Literally a spirit alliance. But this is not about creating a new religion or something like that. Okay. The, I'm, that's not where we're going. What I am asking everybody who is inclined, I simply say this no matter what beliefs you have, whether you're, no matter what, okay, if you're a human being on this planet and you are inclined towards love and light and doing good, would you please, in your own way, make that divine connection with? your angels with your guides with the divine or however whatever you call it i don't care okay oh. just make that connection and make it real in your life every day and watch the magic start to happen because the synchronicities will start the more you listen the synchronicities will occur the all of these things will start happening and it will just change your life and change your perspective and all of a sudden you're living in a magical world instead of a depressing one okay so it's great man yes it's it's phenomenal so that's what i'm asking people to do it's just not about controlling anybody in any way shape or form you do it your way yeah and and can you imagine what this planet could be like if we had people that were listening to their inner guidance and to the guidance of spirit? Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Can you imagine the synchronicities they could line up in a heartbeat? Oh, my gosh. The, I couldn't even imagine that. The, meeting, the, the ripple effect that it would have. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's like stop looking like the hard way. And, we, you know, like, uh, and we can still win. Okay, yep. but the game, the 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 rewards are much bigger than what we have been thinking. Most of the people that don't want to change anything are concerned about their own personal economics situation this week, this month, this year. I'm talking about the soul evolution of an entire planet and an entire species and that moving that into the light. And it's like, what do you have to do? You have to like be happier, spread love, get that divine connection, you know? And it's almost yes. like if you're seeing those coincidences and things like that, instead of just going towards how some of the critics say and stuff like that, oh, that's just nothing. That's just nothing. Just believe in it and see what happens. Just keep yeah. on going down that road and then just see. And it can leave yeah. this amazing ripple effect on the world. We each have our yeah. own little place, just like wars. And you think about people like that, it's like, or, or in chess. Like sometimes chess, you're going to need that pawn. You're going to need that. Every single person here <laughs> yes. is here for a freaking reason. You know, yes. like we need you. <laughs> yes. So all right. I so, feel like I can like talk to you all day. Do you have any last messages or do you want us to tell us where we can find you? Yeah. Um, I can be reached on email at a spirit alliance at gmail.com. Okay. That's all one word. I also have Spirit Alliance groups on both Facebook and Tribal. Ooh, and like you that. can you can find me on uh, Instagram at Rawson.Marty. Nice. And I will put those links in the show notes too so that everybody can find okay. you and uh, and maybe even reach out. Definitely grab your book like on Amazon. That'd be perfect. Honestly, I can't wait to yeah. get mine. So I'm gonna order it as soon as <laughs> as soon as I get off here and um, as I have dinner and stuff. 
But thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. I just feel uh, like we got a whole entire class on this and I feel like I need to go ground. <laughs> like I just feel like so much energy and truly it was such an honor. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. And the, the honor was mine. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast with Heather Danielle, Psychic Medium. We hope you loved this episode. Make sure you've subscribed and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.